Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to our final part of our 2023-24 provincial season previews, I suppose you can call them. We looked at Leinster, we've looked at Ulster, we've looked at Connacht, and we've finished things off with last year's URC Champions of Munster. Graham Roundtree's men come into this season with expectation, but also the new, I suppose, backdrop of being the hunted as opposed to the hunter, it's going to be a big year for the province. Um, can they kick on in the last year? Can they prove that it was a, a real stepping stone? And can they deal with that bit of expectation and 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 I suppose a different mindset towards them by keeping their own? As always, we run through last year. We look at this year. Squad changes, no coaching changes to discuss. Um unlike Leinster and Connacht. So last year, I think, is fairly self-explanatory. You know, URC champions in Graham Roundtree, Mike Prendergast, Andy Kiriakou, and Dennis Leamy's first year. But the, the season is so much more than that. It started with two losses against the Blues, not Cardiff, <laughs> the Cardiff Blues, and the Dragons. And then, you know, it, it was really stop-start. What was it? Two wins in their first seven league games by the time they played South Africa and Cork. And that's when things changed. That's when Mike Prendergast had a full month with the team. Andy Kiriakou and Dennis Leamy had a full month with the team to really look to bed in new systems. And after that game, they looked like they had had a lot of time together. They looked so well gelled. They looked like a unit as opposed to just guys trying to fit in as they did at the start, and that South Africa win, not just for the fact that it was in Porky Cueve and it was against a touring side, which Munster have done so often before, but just to prove to themselves that they were going somewhere. And with a, a different team, you know, you McDonald and a Dogbo at half-back, Patrick Campbell came on and played the guts of a half, Paddy Patterson was man the match, and, and, and players like that, it was... 
it was an important result, really, really important result for Munster in, in their progression. And then they pushed on. You know, they ran to lose close twice, really should have won at least one of those games. Um, but I suppose that's where that kind of step in class was, was shown, especially at that point in Munster's season. And really, after the November game against South Africa, they never really looked back, did they? You know, beat Edinburgh, beat Connacht, um, if I remember correctly, or Connacht and then Edinburgh. You know, they had two wins over Northampton in Europe. They beat the Scarlets, they beat Benetton, they beat the Ospreys. And really, it was all going swimmingly until after the Six Nations, which, you know, when you think about it, it's, you know, to beat Ulster as well on, on New Year's Day. But when you think about it, that's a long block for everything to be going well. And, you know, Graham Rountree has used the words, it's when training and everything is going really well that we have kind of our setback weeks. But look, they'll, they'll learn from that. And maybe that Glasgow game was one of them. They just weren't up to the races and Glasgow came out absolutely on fire and blitzed them. A week later, Munster's defensive issues showed again in a tired performance against the Sharks. And then from there, that's when you just you don't look back after that. You know, to go to South Africa, pick up seven points from two games, to get into Europe, to get a quarterfinal away to Glasgow, to win that, to beat Leinster in the manner they did, to beat the Stormers and win the league. Phenomenal. It's a season that'll live long in the memory. And, you know, we spoke about it on the Red Army podcast that it was, you know, Keith Earls's last act in Red down in um down in Cape Town. But it was also a real signpost moment, I think, for the rest of the league that Graham Roundtree, Mike Prendergast, Andy Guriaku, Dennis Leamy, they come straight in and they'd won a trophy with a squad that was probably semi-finalists I think um, in in the grand scheme of things and in their first year had just bridged the gap straight away champions that's huge that's absolutely huge I think that's where expectation will be tough to manage this year I think we will expect these results I think we would have expected you know to beat Benetton the weekend in particular but again they will have the comfort of knowing you know, if things aren't going well this season, you take that run of games where they've um, Ulster, Stormers, Leinster, Glasgow coming up um, in the run-up to the European games. If it's not going well there, you can always draw back in your experience that, well, we've gone away from home and gotten results. We know we can beat anyone on home soil. You know, we won't fear anyone in Europe. We know when we get a run of games, that's when we're at our best. And things like that, just plugging that into the mindset is, it's going to make a huge difference. I really do believe it. I I think last year winning a trophy, proving that they can do it to themselves is huge. But there's so many things to take away. And I think the fact that they had to win, you know, so I was at the finish with five straight away games, won four, drew one. To prove that to yourself is brilliant. And even, you know, drawing with Bennett in the manner they did, yeah, I was plucky, but... Benetton don't lose many home games. I think they've only lost one in the last year or so or something obscene like that. You know, they don't lose many home games. And, you know, we talked about pre-season as well on, on the Red Army pod and, you know, discussed the fact that, yeah, didn't have a good performance against Leinster, but very good against Connacht, very good against the Barbarians and then bounced into that Sharks game with a really good performance. And 
you know, again, don't want to dwell too much on two games, so it doesn't seem like I'm basing a season prediction off them. But the Sharks game was everything we expected to see from Munster, and even better because it was even more coherent than we'd have expected. And then the Benetton game was kind of what you'd have imagined could happen with a young squad without your leadership group, or at least a chunk of them, and your internationals and all that. The, for for those who may not be fully aware or just need a reminder, beat the Sharks 34-21 in a home bonus point win. Drew with Benetton 13 all away from home in Treviso. If you were to look at those games in isolation, you'd say one good win, one poor result. I think in the grand scheme of things, I think it's fine. I don't think it's too bad. It just means they'll have to go out. You know, at the time this goes up, they'll have to go out. They'll need to beat the Dragons. They need to put in a big performance. And certainly, you know, the Stormers and Glasgow games at home soil in particular before Europe, they'll probably have to be won as well. But that's, that's just the way it is. I suppose, you know, you've got to win your home games in the league in particular. And, you know, obviously they'll, they'll have all the Irish teams at home, but you also have Zebra at home, Cardiff at home. Um, like, what games there do you jump out at you? Like, you should be beating, you should be beating Cardiff home or away. I know it didn't happen last year. You, should, you beat Zebra. Kind of regardless, you'd imagine it's the Glasgow and Stormers games. They're huge for a season. You win those, you know, there's the context of the season and, you know, the fact that you've got one over on teams that you're going to be there, thereabouts with. And that's very important. The Munster squad that we've seen over the first two weeks of the year had a lot of changes too. You know, no Jeremy Luckman, no Dave Kilcoyne, Niall Scannell is out injured, Roman Salanoa is out injured, Sean Klain, Orkis Neyman, World Cup winners, congratulations lads. World Cup winners, Tyg Byrne, Peter O'Mahony also um, absent Craig Casey and Conor Murray were at the World Cup, as was Jack Crowley. Keith Earls has retired. Ben Healy has departed. Malachi Fekitoa has departed. So when you look at the size the Munster put out, of course there's going to be a lot of change. You know, you take the likes of Shane McCarthy made his debut, Kieran Ryan, Brian Deason, Alex Nankivell, Sean O'Brien, they're all debutants. Um, Tom O'Hearn has spent most of last year out, if not all of last year out, injured. Sean Gibbons only got a game or two last year. Same with Mark Donnelly, and he got three or four games. Paddy Patterson, he had been out the whole way through preseason. He'd been out since since April. Remarkable comeback to make it back in time. Ethan Coughlin was a fringe player last year, and he just bounced up and has been phenomenal. Ethan Edwin Odogbo has been, wow. <laughs> and I think this is where I'll, I'll move into kind of the key players and their importance in the season. Edwin Adogbo for me has been a prime example of what these young monster players can be and what they have been for some time now, especially since since Kazi came back um in Coslo and Andy Kiriakos involved in the Academy. It feels like these young forwards are just ready for the top game. And yeah, they'll have mixed bag performances. A dog with a miss mixed bag performance against Benetton. Um Better against the Sharks, phenomenal against the Sharks. Kieran Ryan did a mixed bag against Benetton as well. But you'll have that. But you're also seeing that these guys are talented and they are no slouches in the grand scheme of things of, of the URC. Um, 
I'm so like it's it's exciting. Tom Hearn physically looks a huge man now. He looks like a, a snayman prototype, which even just saying it, you'd almost get chills. Um, he's athletic. He's powerful. His line-out work was really good, especially in, in the closing stages against Benetton. He was calling the line-outs, I believe. I could be wrong there, but I believe he was. And these younger players becoming dependable. It was always the thing that was said about Leinster, about how they could plug and play anyone. So great how anyone could step in and, and do their job. I'm looking at that monster squad now, and I'm starting to think that this is becoming a trend for us as well, that these young players will stand up and they will deliver. Like, Joey's expected to be ruled out this weekend. And if it's Tony Butler at 10, and maybe Craig Casey at 9, because Craig Casey's back training, I full confidence in Butler. You know, if you have a back row of, say, listen, I'm not going to go predict, but say it's Jack O'Donoghue, Kendall and Arhodnett and Coombs, Craig Casey beside him, Nankavell, the other side, and Antoine Frisch outside. Like, why wouldn't someone like Tony Butler do well against a team who, listen, Munster are going to get a lot from football and, and they should be beating quite comfortably. They'll put them under a lot of strain defensively, the Dragons. Um, and well, in their defense. So, you know, that's that's what I mean. Like these are the these were the things that were thrown at Munster as they weren't doing well enough. That these guys weren't coming through. I think there could be just better players in the academy. Don't get me wrong; that's absolutely a factor as well. I'm I'm sure, but you have a lot of guys there who just look more ready than ever before. And that's extremely exciting. It's extremely, extremely exciting. Like you, I just have the squad list in front of me. Josh Witchley, is, he's not a young man anymore. He's well capable. George Haddon, Mark Donnelly, Kieran Ryan. Three very good young props to have there. At least one of them is probably going to push on and have a good career. You would imagine, you know, Scotty Buckley, really good, a dynamic hooker. Jimmy Barron has become a, you know, he's had line-out issues, but he's a leader. He's a good ball carrier. He's becoming a much more round the field, potential jackal threat. He's going to get on ball on counter-attack type player. Like props. I think the prop stack is, is better than it's ever been with John Ryan, Stephen Archer playing some of their best stuff along with Salanoa and Knox. You got the second row group is just incredible. Like Tyke Byrne, John Plain. Finian Witchley, Jorge Sleiman, Thomas O'Hearn, Edwin Ndogbo, Evan O'Connell. Try not to be excited about any of them. It's very, very difficult. You've got the likes of Jack Daly is back now. Daniel Okeke, will he get a run this season? Ruan Quinn, like Brian Gleeson, these lads are... I, I know Gleeson is. Quinn might be still under 20 next year. If he is, like, incredible talent. The backs, they've got Jack Oliver, was good for the under-20s. Obviously, Paddy Patterson and Nathan Cockton have shown their worth in recent years. You have the likes of Sean O'Brien just signed. Fionn Gibbons is young. Um, Liam Coombs, who I really like as a as a back three player, slightly in the older age bracket. Shane McCarthy, Stephen Kylie, Josh Costello, Patrick Campbell, Ben O'Connor. A new mould, you know, a, a, a real athleticism, a real now like Patrick Campbell is the biggest man, but he's very, very skillful and he's a very well-rounded fullback. And if he's learned of someone like Mike Ailey, all the better. So I think that young group is so important to Munster. And I think how they bet in with this system 
is we we've seen it in in preseason as well. They don't look afraid of it. They don't look like they have to revert to type with it. Shane McCarthy against the Sharks in particular was really good at rook time. Really good in his supporting lines, um, which are which are crucial. Kieran Ryan scrummage as well in that game, for instance. Um, I'm trying to think of another good example. Ethan Cotton's come on leaps and bounds, especially over the summer. Been really really impressed with him. These guys know what their job is, and this is the thing that was thrown against Munster. Do the guys know what they have to do? Is it all too kind of one dimensional? Are we, did we even get a proper run at it? I think these guys will. And the squad, like it's a, listen, it's a pretty big squad. I, I could be wrong for numbers, but I have it in and around, you know, in and around 50, including some of the academy players. If that includes, that probably doesn't include all academy players, which is, which is my own issue. I don't think, for instance, I've Max Klein on it or Ronan Fox, who really just, added in recent weeks so I might just add to my own notes here while I'm here but lads like that again good players at under 20 level coachable players guys who they obviously think highly of Max Klein was brought to South Africa with Munster last season They're, they certainly see him and they certainly hold him in high regard there's no doubt about that the fact that he's into the academy now and I think he's the only hooker in the academy. I think we were saying when um when Eric Fitzgerald was on on the the Red Hand or the Red Hand sorry Red Army podcast with me, and again these these are just just makes it all the more exciting that there's a crop of young talent in Munster. They're ready to shine, and I think they will this season. Don't throw them all in this deep end in one game. I don't think that works. Not not for what we're trying to do where cohesion is important and knowing your role is very important and and being able to gel. So I don't think Munster's game plan is going to be one that you can just throw out the second team and it'll be fine. I, I don't think that'll work because the instance where you throw out your second team will be a couple of weeks removed sometimes. But certainly give these guys opportunities. I think Wig and Andy, Leams, Prendy, they'll, they'll give these lads chances which is absolutely great to see. This year, you know, what's my expectation? I think Munster are going to be pushing for top four in that home quarter final. And then from there, it's anyone's game. Like realistically, the first seven games of the season, you'll probably have a good feel for where we're going to finish. If you beat the Dragons, I think if you beat one of Ulster or Leinster away from home, you've got a situation there where in your first seven games, you'll have only dropped... Only a handful of points, really. You'd have only you'd have won five, drawn one. It's a very good start if they can do that. Um, being the Stormers in Glasgow will be pivotal. But then again, you know, we have to go to the Bulls in Pretoria the week after a potential Heineken Cup quarter final. That's going to be very very difficult, especially if the Bulls don't make it out of their group. Um, and just thinking ahead, so the Bulls have. They play Leon, Bristol, Saracens, and Bordeaux. They're in the same pool as Connacht. Like, they'll be fancying their chances. You know, there's no doubt about that, especially when teams have to go to Pretoria. So, again, these things do add up. Um, we've If we get to a European semi-final, how will the squad and the mix and the matching hold up there, for instance, or even a final? 
these are question marks, but the coaching staff proved last year that they problem solved. They found a way to get through it, I suppose. Maybe get through it is a bit too reductive, but to plot out and find all the answers. And as a fan of Munster, that is all you can ask for from a coaching team. Then it's up to the players to deliver, and I think they will. You know, looking at that European pool quickly, they start with Bayonne at home in the first round, then away to Exeter, who have been, if I'm right in saying, a bit hit and miss in their first few games. Um, Just hold on one moment as I look this up. Didn't have it ready. Um, Yeah, so... (laughs) This this is Premiership at its best. Hammered Saracens, lost to Quinns, and then hammered Sale. Um, do those three results look normal? No. <laughs> None of them really do, but I suppose that's kind of to be expected. Exeter are always a tough team to play in Sandy Park anyway, especially with their style of game. It's it's suited. It's kind of in the mould of it's suited to cup rugby until it's not. Um, every once in a while they'll refuse to kick points and it'll come back to haunt them as it did two seasons ago. They also have Toulon in round three um, in January and Northampton. Like, realistically, there, I think Munster, if they beat Exeter, they're going to be in a great position because there's a good chance they might be the only team unbeaten after two games by the time they go to Toulon and they'll have Northampton to come at home in the final round. Absolutely pushing for top two, pushing for that home round of 16, potential home quarter final if they can get. Um, I'm trying to think now. Top of the pool would get you home quarterfinal, I assume, because there's four pools. Definitely, definitely attainable. Um, home semifinal might be tough when it's going to be a competitive pool. But you never know. You know, you, you just don't know. My aim for Europe would be a semifinal. But if, if they're undone the quarterfinal, depending on who it is, again, if we, with this draw, we don't know who's going to come out of where and what it's going to end up like. So it's very hard to make too big of a prediction as of right now, in my opinion. Um, but I, I can see them getting to a semi-final. I hope they get to a semi-final. As we begin to, to round things off here, like, in terms of the league, I think, yeah, they're pushing for top four. Pushing for a home quarter-final, potentially a home semi-final if they can get top two. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that's that's what I'd be thinking. They might even they might even need it. You could have a say a Connacht like last time going and and beating someone on the road in the quarters. So yeah, it's there, there's a lot of room for for opportunity. There's a lot of room for improvement as a squad for becoming for for harnessing a winning culture. Where young players are taking onus of of everything, they're taking responsibility. The Craig Casey's, Jermaine Barons, Alex Hendellens of this world, you know Jack Crowley. These guys are taking Munster by the scruff of the neck and dragging them over the line if they need to, or dragging them into big performances in Europe or in the league. That's what we want to see. We've seen it at the back end of last year. You know, you think of that Leinster game. One of the reasons it gave me so much confidence, even in the build-up to the Stormers game, was because you look at that final phase. Um, John Hodner carries strong. Craig Casey's the one with the brilliant clearing kick. 
Jack Crowley nailed the drop goal. We also dictated play very well. Odden had another good touch. Ags Kendellan bouncing Liam Turner at the back of a off the back of the scrum, off the base of the scrum. You know, lads like that doing doing their jobs, doing it well. Finney Witchley physically dominant in that game. Young guys standing up, rising to the occasion, getting us through over the line, which hasn't been the case in years gone by. Why does that happen? Because over the previous 18 regular season games and four regular pool games in Europe, these guys were given the keys, they were given the responsibility. And and that's why they do it. Would I have concerns for Munster? Of course. You know, like we we're, you're never are you ever too confident as a Munster fan, I suppose, is a is a good point. But listen, I I've I've faith in in this squad and this group of players. It doesn't mean that we're targeting a double. It just means try and retain try and retain, try and get to that European final in um in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in May. And see how it goes. See how it goes from there. I think if I was to nail my colours to the mast, I'd be saying that we would win. I think we'd get to a European quarter final. I wouldn't be overly confident if we get into a semi-final just because we don't know how the draw will unfold. But I think quarter final, I think URC semi-final, potential finalists. But the aim has got to be to make two finals or to make a semi-final in Europe and a final in the league. You know, that's got to be the aim because the squad is good enough. The game plan is good enough as well. You know, their on-ball brand of rugby of, you know, we're not trying to just, just solely physically impose upon teams, which can become a bit reductive when you play a team who's just physically stronger. But we're trying to we're trying to tire you. We're trying to keep the game, keep the ball in play high. You know, you, again, you look at the Stormers and Leinster games having to do it at the death, having to go down the field both times and to do it and to go through all the phases. You know, that's why there was such a heavy load in pre-season last year. That's why this year it's more about improving and making sure those systems are fully gelled in before you start to to even evolve further. I'm very happy with it. I think Jack Crowley is the right man for a 10 in this system. I think with the likes of Nankavell and Frisch, I think you've got the, the raw materials of a very good centre pairing right there. You know, you have um, a back row. I think it doesn't really, it does matter who you pick a back row, but ideally we'll get to a situation where it doesn't matter. Like right now you're thinking of playing his name in second row with Byrne O'Mahony. Coombs in the back row and maybe two of O'Donoghue, Odnett and Kendallin on the bench. Does it really matter who you go for there on the, in purely in isolation, taking away a team or a form? No, because they're all wonderful players who are more than capable. Maybe we'll see a Thomas Ahern bolt in. Maybe it's an injury to Byrne, O'Mahony, Clayne, Stamen, Gavin Coombs and Munster to think outside the box. They've thought outside the box in years gone by and they've they've done enough. Now we're asking them to do enough in this new style. Yeah, bring it on. You know, bring it on. Bring on the challenge. Bring on the the gauntlet of, of being the reigning champions and having that pressure and the you know, the the pre written pieces about desperation derbies that are ready to go if if Munster stumble against against the dragons, for instance. Bring it on. Embrace it. 
you know, I think this this team's at the start of their journey. They've ticked one box, the URC trophy. There's another number of boxes to be ticked. You know, they'll want to win the Irish Shield, especially now there's kind of an interpro thing. I think it's going to be more of a incentive than it was last year. They'll want to win another URC. They'll want to win the European title. You know, they'll want to tick off different boxes, though, you know, and that's what we love to see. They did a few last year. They won the Aviva, won a title down South Africa. Um, they won in Belfast, they won in Glasgow. Couldn't really ask for too much more based on the games they played. But, yeah, I'm quietly confident. It could all go to pot because, yeah, it'd be a very monster thing to do. But with the players, with the coaches, with the game plan, don't see it happening all too quickly. I think they'll be more than good enough for most teams in the URC, more than good enough for most potential opponents in the Champions Cup. I think they're firmly in that second tier of, of Champions Cup teams. So yeah, bring it on. Relish the challenge. Relish the fact that people are coming for you. I mean, the sage, sage mentality doesn't work, but it can work at years like this. And that's where we leave it for the season previews this year. Leinster, Ulster, Connacht, Munster, all covered now. And I hope it is a very successful season for the provinces and then when the Irish national team come back in February, first weekend of February, in Marseille. Hopefully they have a good Six Nations and it's a good year for Ireland. There's always the, the, the boo-hiss nature of, you know, oh, we don't do well on World Cup years. It's like, well... I mean, 2007 was probably the worst failure. Munster won Ireland Cup in 08. 2011 wasn't great. Leinster won Ireland Cup in 20, um, 2012. So, why not? Why can't this be another one of those chapters as opposed to one of the other ones? I guess we'll wait and see. Thanks so much, so much to everyone for listening, not just these episodes, but if you've been listening to the World Cup episodes as well. Um, I'll be taking a, a mini break from, from the podcast for a while, but mind you, you can catch the Red Army podcast for all things Monster. And don't forget as well, there's also some great, you know, provincial podcasts, the Red Hand, the Harpen on Rugby for, you know, for Ulster and Leinster respectively, Second Row, Master of None, Three Red Kings, Provincial State of Mind. They're all there. We're all going to be talking Monster. We're all going to be talking Leinster. We're all going to be talking Ulster. We're all going to be talking Connacht. We're all going to be talking Irish rugby. It's in a good place, even if that's hard to talk about at the moment. But for now, and until next time, I hope you enjoy the upcoming URC weekend and the upcoming URC season. And I'll be back before you know it with more provincial coverage. But for now, until next time, thanks for listening and goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.